Hello and welcome to Ignite Your Influence podcast with Anne Bonnie and this week's guest, Mel Ray. Welcome to episode 123. We are super excited here in our new format, Ignite Your Influence. And even though this episode was recorded before the shift over, sometimes influence with people comes from confidence and comes from building our own dream and knowing how to influence ourselves. And so I'm excited to bring you this interview with Mel Ray, the owner of Metal and Moxie Personal Training Studio here in Traverse City, Michigan. She was a dancer. She calls herself a serial career changer, and uh, but she's pretty happy where she is right now. And she tells us about it and how she's not only learned through entrepreneurship and business ownership, but learned through the pandemic, which is pretty tough on gym owners. So hear her lessons of how she influenced herself in order to be a stronger and more influential business owner. Enjoy. Pretty cool space we're in here on a very snowy day in Michigan. How are you today? I am so good, Anne. How are you? Good. I'm so happy to be here. I'm glad to be here, and I love that you called yourself a serial job changer. Yes. Because I think there's a lot of courage in making <laughs> leaps, and so I'm excited to talk about that. But I want to ask you a couple quick fire get to know you questions first. Okay, hit me. Favorite holiday and why? Thanksgiving, because I, I heart eating. Eating. Oh, God, I heart eating. I heart food. And I love that it's like a time that I can be with all my fam, super close with my fam, and just like nothing but being together and eating. So hands all right. down. Favorite. I'm all about that. Yeah. Um, favorite pump-up song? Ooh. So a couple. Um, Rob Bailey and the Hustle Standard, a song called Good Days. So good. So that's like if I'm lifting heavy. Um, and probably like anything dancey from Macklemore. If I'm like running or doing cardio or cleaning my house or okay, yeah. Favorite exercise? Ooh, deadlifts. Ooh, ooh, really? <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. she's that kind of person. Yeah. What do you want people to say about you at your funeral? Ooh, that I was kind. All right. What was your first car? First car was a Pontiac 6000 LE Brown with a hole in the door and one headlight. <laughs> all in the door? All in the driver's side door. Was that up yes. here in Michigan? Yes, it was. Oh, yes. That's awful yeah, chilly in the winter. It was chilly, yes. <laughs> Purchased with my own money for $650, and I loved that thing. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mine was similar to that. Yeah. First car is always very special. Uh-huh, for sure. All right. Well, you have been through a lot of job changes. Just give us the, the, the cliff note version of your career path. So I thought forever and ever that I was going to be a dance teacher, choreographer, worked at a lovely studio here in town that I also grew up dancing in. Um, so I danced, I went away, I danced in Chicago for a bit, I came home, and I thought that's what I was going to do forever and ever. Amen was going to dance and teach children and choreograph, and I loved it. And from there, I thought... I started getting more interested in fitness. I've always been interested in movement. Um, that's definitely been my passion, just moving, period. Um, and as I continued training kids, I wanted better ways to make them stronger, That which evolved into several Pilates certifications. So then as I was teaching dance, it was also like foraying into local fitness studios and then really fell in love with that aspect and fell in love with teaching adults and so ripped the band-aid off and changed careers 
into full-time fitness. Um, I was doing mostly group fitness at several local studios. Then that didn't feel enough for me because I loved lifting weights so much. So I wanted to learn more about that. So then I got some personal training certifications and worked at several gyms. Um, and I think then just realized I wanted, I wanted to be my own boss. Worked for, learned a lot from a lot of people that were running gyms and wanted to do it on my own. So here we are in my space. Two years in. Two years in, yeah, just and, over two years in. And how does it feel being your own boss? Amazing and awful all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I see the same thing. It's fabulous and yes. terrifying. Yes. Yeah. It's the best thing and the worst thing in the same breath. So talk to me about the worst part, because that's what we're here to talk about. Yeah. Like the nice stuff is nice yeah. and all, but you know. Yeah. Let's talk about the scary stuff. Well, at the end of the day, it's, you know, I mean, it's not my name, but it's my name on the door. You know, it's, uh, I'm the one that has to make all the decisions. It's been a, it's been a year of <laughs> shifting and changing and adapting. And at the end of the, I'm the one making the decisions and deciding, um, how to change and shift. And so that has been really scary to be like, I don't, I can't go to somebody and say, I mean, I have a, um, an employee who I treat and feel much more like he's my partner in all of this that has been great through all of these transitions. But at the end of the day, it's me that uh, has to, you know, make all those changes. And so that has been really scary. That's been really hard, um, but also really rewarding mm -hmm. that that I've kind of shuffled my way through it and have been, you know, successful still throughout it all. So that's that's the hardest part is that I have to make the decisions and the best part that I mm -hmm. get to make the decisions. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's funny how, how they are hand in hand. Yes. It's the yes. same stuff. It's yes. just as scary as yeah. it's good. So two years in, how do you think ripping the bandaid off and saying, all right, I'm going to be my own boss. How do you think that has changed you and your courage and your your the way you look at life? I think it's made me so much braver in doing anything that I'm afraid to do. Um, the fact that like it is a scary step and I did it and it's good. And it's working. And it's working and I feel happy and it's really hard and it's a lot of work, but it, at the end of the day, I feel really happy and proud of it. So I feel like everything that, that led me to this was like really big, scary changes. And do I do that? Do I stay safe? Do I stay with something that I know? Do I stay with something that I know is working already? Um, and then just deciding ultimately that I wanted to just try it and that it's been good. So I feel really proud of that. Um, and I think it's definitely made me more brave to take risks and make decisions knowing that like, if it works out great and if not, I'll definitely learn something. Right. And you'll figure it out. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And I love that. I feel yep. like every time we survive one of those risks, we're like, oh, okay. That wasn't so bad. Yeah. And it's yeah. easier to kind of move into the future risks. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So what do you mm -hmm. see on the horizon? Where do you see Metal and Moxie going? You know, because you say you're very, very happy now. Mm -hmm. And as a serial job changer, which yes. I completely identify <laughs> with, oftentimes we start looking around um, at about this time. <laughs> yes, yes. About the two and a half year, three year mark. Um, so I would love to expand. Um, and there I have some some fun projects in the works. I would love to collaborate with some fellow fitness people in town. I think at a time like this, like just being able to band together with some like minded professionals would be really beneficial for everybody. Um, I recently just brought on a new trainer who's also my sister. So I'm really excited to maybe shift a little into more mentoring of new trainers. Um, as I, as I 
want to grow this business because um, I do. I love I love teaching people movement. I love teaching trainers how to train. I love I love the the teaching of it. Yeah. So, what do you think are the key factors in being a person that is a mentor? You know, because that requires some courage as well. And I think it's an important thing. I, I think back to a lot of my jobs and I think, God, I wish people had said, you know, kind of taken me by the hand and said, hey, do this and don't do that. <laughs> don't do that anymore. You know? Yeah. And so talk to me about that and that sort of willingness to put yourself in that position. Uh, I think I've made it into this space that I'm in in my life because I've had so many great mentors and teachers and just know that that was and women especially, like a really integral piece of how I am, who I am, and where I got to be today. And to be able to give that back, I think feels really good. Um, realizing that it's a lot of generosity of time, which is super mm. valuable, but that uh, there's been you know, so many of my great teachers that have given me their time and made time for me to make me better. And like you said, say, hey, this is here's all the things that I did great, and here's some things that I really failed at, so don't do that. <laughs> so, and also thinking back of my, in you know, just the growing of my training career, like being like, God, I wish somebody would have told me that. I wish somebody would have told me that. Or that would have, I would have gotten here so much faster or so much easier and less painful if somebody just said, don't do that or don't worry so much about that or take that off your stress plate or do this or focus more on this. So I'm really looking forward to doing that with um, new trainers, with my sister, with anybody else that I can bring on if we have the opportunity to expand. So Sure. What characteristics do you think are going to be important for you to embody as that mentor, teacher, person that's bringing people along? Patience. <laughs> Where do you get that? Because I, I, I need a package of it. <laughs> which is which is not my best my best virtue, but I know it will it will take patience. Why do you teaching. think it requires patience? Because I think that's an interesting interesting concept. Yeah, well, I think it's like patience in that everybody learns differently. Everybody is moving through this planet differently, and not even though there are many days where I would just wish everyone would do it the way that I would do it, or that like how does how I do it not come naturally to you? <laughs> so realizing after, I mean, also after just training hundreds of people, knowing that like not everybody thinks the way that I do, so I have to have a little patience in getting people through the course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that if, I speak a lot on emotional intelligence, mm -hmm. and I think it's such an important thing, mm -hmm. especially when you're trying to guide somebody along to yep. learn stuff, is to understand that people don't think the way mm -hmm. you do, and that's okay, and that's kind of what makes this mm -hmm. planet all yeah, yeah, fabulous yeah. and colorful. Oh, for sure. Yeah. What else? What else are you going to need? Oh time i think it goes back to that like generosity of time and balance of my my time and the time that i can give to somebody that i'm helping and mm. i mean i don't know i'm also looking for somebody to guru me through work-life balance so <laughs> so being able to attempt to pass some of that on yeah so it's an interesting and, and this balance of especially time when we talk about this a lot in in leadership training is there's times where you have to give it to other people and there's time you have to protect it for yourself. Yeah. And, and that finding that balance is also a big mm -hmm. challenge too. Yeah. And, and I think it's an important thing as we talk about a successful person, a successful business owner, mm -hmm. that you don't have all those answers. Yeah. So talk to me about the things you learned or needed to learn or realize that you didn't know mm -hmm. when you stepped into this business. God, that's a good question because there's so many things. <laughs> 
Uh, I wish that I could say that I just opened the door and it worked, but it didn't. <laughs> um, so I think probably the, the biggest thing that I learned in my first year here was that like I just kind of surrendered my time to grow this, which was really hard. And then after a year of that kind of catching up with me, um, trying to feel a little better balance of like, I want this to grow and I want this to be successful, but I also don't want to lose my marbles or my marriage or my friendships or, you know, things that are equally as important. So I learned that that was going to be, that that was way harder than I thought. I thought like I'm, I'm a workhorse by nature. And so working a lot is just, I've done it since, I mean, I've had a job since I was 12. Um, so I thought that that was going to be easier and it was much harder um, and harder for me to tell myself to stop working um, than I thought. And yeah, so that's been a big, and still, I mean, I'm still learning how to do that every day. What have you done to try to help find that balance? Um, my husband has been great about like kind of rechecking in with me on like, how are you feeling with this load of commitment? And like, it's okay to say no. Um, so he's been great. And just like now realizing my own limits after doing this for two, just over two years and doing it through this crazy thing, trying to be like, how much can I work when I can't work? <laughs> and how do I work as much as I can when I can't work? Um, so like that kind of forced downtime was like, oh God damn, I need it. Mm -hmm. I need this. Mm -hmm. I need to be better about saying no and say, and, and knowing that when I say no, that then my yes will have a little bit more power and that people respect that I need. Like if I don't ever say no, then people aren't going to respect that my time when I need time for me. So I, I found a little bit of a better balance with that, but it's still hard. It's a work in progress. Right. Sure. sure. Well, and I think it is always a journey. Mm -hmm. So how do you decide what to say no to? Cause I think this is something that professional women struggle with a lot, Yeah. For you know, sure. because you've got so many directions that you want your life to go. We want it all right. Oh my God. And yeah. so how do you decide like, when do I say no here? When do I say no here? How have you found that so far? Understanding you're still on the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, I think it, the hardest part of finding that is that I have such close relationships with so many of the people that I that I pay me to, to help them stay healthy. So that's super hard. What, what do I say yes to? I really actually try to make a, a conscious effort to think about the amount of joy that that brings me. Mm -hmm. So is it, and I'm trying, you know, it's that's the other balance is like, I need to do things that make me money because I have bills and I have like operating costs and I like to eat. Yes. yes. <laughs> I have a very expensive lighting habit. Um, so, but I'm trying to limit the things that I'm like, okay, I have to do X, Y, and Z just because I need X, Y, and Z more dollars to make this month feel successful and do more things that feel like I could make a bigger difference in this person's life or this person's energy or this thing that I do gives me so much joy that I'm doing it for the joy of it. Mm. And that feels like it's helping me get a little bit better balance. That's a really, I, I, I like that you went that direction because, you know, some people say, well, I look at the strategy of my business right, and right, I, right. but then rarely do people say, I pick the things that give me grace and ease, that give me joy, that let me enjoy what I'm doing. And am I just doing this because I should? Yeah. Well, do I really need to? And I think that's such, and that's a question I'm asking myself lately mm -hmm. is why am I doing what I'm doing? Is mm -hmm. it just cause I should? Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. that, maybe it's not where I need to go. Yeah. Grace and ease. I like that. Yeah. 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 Grace and ease. Yeah. I'm aiming at that. Yeah. I feel oh, like same. There's some, yeah, <laughs> same right? girl, same. Yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. 
So let me shift gears a little bit yep. to your dancing. Mm -hmm. You danced for the longest time. You thought yeah. you were going to be a dance choreographer. Yeah. That was like what you grew up with, mm -hmm. and it was in your soul. Mm -hmm. Are you still dancing? I am, actually. Oh, okay. So this goes back to keeping something that gives me joy that um, maybe should be removed from my schedule sometimes, but I keep it because it gives me joy. So I teach um, a like a cardio dance, hip-hop dance fitness class a couple of times a week, and I do it at another studio across town because I don't have space, so I rent from somebody else. So it's a little bit of like finagling of my schedule to make it happen, but it gives me like that little piece of like still being a dancer so I can still choreograph and um, still move with people in a room and with music that I love. Um, and I also have really good friends who were former students of mine that own a dance studio. And about once a week, sometimes, like I was supposed to do it today, and we it just schedules, adult schedules are harder. Um, so I do it like an adult dance class that I take from them. So former students of mine now are teaching. And so that's like feels special in so many ways. So I do, I keep it in my life enough that it's, it's still there. So I will still always do something with dance for sure. Great. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. So what do you see? You said expanding, you said a, a sort of development program. Talk to me about stepping into probably the expansion where there's probably a lot of answers you don't have stepping into that. Mm -hmm. So I think some of the, one of the things that stops people from starting a, a business mm -hmm stops people from expanding a business, taking it to the next level, is that they don't have all the answers. They don't see the full path. Mm -hmm. So how have you, because I'm sure you've done this a couple times, mm -hmm. stepped into the foggy path mm -hmm. where you couldn't see where you were going? What gave you the courage to do that? Uh, I have really super supportive people in my life. Mm -hmm. And like I kind of touched on earlier, every time I've made a change, I've gotten a little braver. Um, so I think every time I've, I've stepped into a new role of being like, God, I've never done this and I think it's going to work and I hope it's going to work and I think it's going to pay my bills, but we have no idea. And it has worked out, has given me a little bit more courage to take a little bit more risk. Or I think the other, other thing is like not be complacent or comfortable with mm. what I'm currently doing. So like I'm in this space and it's totally doable and I'm full, I'm not taking new clients and that feels really good, but I hate saying no to people. So that doesn't feel so good, but I'm comfortable. Like I'm not, but I am constantly trying to like find the courage to be like, don't be comfortable. We can do more. We can help more people. We can be more than we are right now. And it doesn't happen unless you step into the stuff that you don't know. So it's like, okay, let's get bigger. I don't know what's going to happen. I have, you know, you think you have a plan in your head, but like, let's do it. Let's try. So. And I think that's such an important thing to recognize is that, you know, you look at somebody, you look at their social media, you look at their business, you look at their place of business and you're like, wow, this person has it all together <laughs> and they know everything. And like mm -hmm. the path is so clear for them and it's yeah. so hard for me. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important for all of us professional females mm -hmm. to realize we don't have all the answers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. And I have a really great network of people and women around me that are running businesses successfully or wanting to run businesses or have run business in the past. So I have like, I feel super fortunate that I have a great crew of, of people around me that I can say, Hey, I want to do this thing and I'm scared and I don't know if I'm good enough or smart enough or ready. 
And then, so I have people that I can go to and be like, I, I have no idea about this. Will you help me? I have no idea about this. Will you help me? And so I think also having the courage to say, like, I don't know that. Yeah. Uh, Cause I tend to be kind of a bossy know-it-all. So for me to say, <laughs> shit, I don't know that, but I know some people that might know that. And so having the courage to ask for help is yeah. another. And that comes up over progress. and over and over with everybody, with any courageous endeavor. It's have the courage to reach out to somebody yeah. who has been there, who does have the answers, who mm -hmm. does have the experience mm -hmm. and not being a bossy to know it all. Yeah. I mean, when I got yeah. speaking, I literally like dropped my big corporate job in, yeah. in New York City and moved, you know, and started this speaking business. I knew nothing. I had no mentors. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. <laughs> and I worked at Olive Garden for two years yeah. trying to figure it out. And then finally I started reaching out and, and you you know when you get that knowledge it mm -hmm. it moves so fast mm -hmm. so i think that's yeah. a really important piece mm -hmm. yeah. that. so is your if you're giving advice one piece of solid like a nut or a seed to plant in somebody's head to give them the courage to take that step whether it's leveling up their career starting a new job starting a business whatever what would that nut be do the thing do the damn thing like if there's something that's like nagging you that feels like this thing i can't stop thinking about or this thing is bringing me interest or sparking sparking interest sparking joy sparking something that's making you want to learn more about it or it's something that you can't get off your mind just do the damn thing and i, I mean i i feel like i wish have wish i would have done the damn thing earlier so I think it's like, don't wait, don't wait, do it. And then if you fail, you fail, but you learn and you more than likely is that you're going to do something great. Mm -hmm. So I think just doing it, you know, Nike was onto something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and the commitment of just taking that step yes. and saying, okay, I'm in it now. Mm -hmm. And because so often when you're in it, you figure it yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Learn as you go. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mel, well, thank you so much for taking oh my the God, time thank here. Thank you for coming. It's snowing snow. Saturday. Saturday evening. Yeah, right. It's so fun to talk to you. Well, good luck. I look forward to watching your success. Thank you so much. Likewise. Did you like it? You liked it. You loved Ignite Your Influence podcast with Mel Ray and Ann Bonnie. Well, if you want more, you can look up Metal and Moxie at Metal and Moxie TC on Instagram and Facebook. I'll put that in the show notes if you want to learn a little bit more about Mel and her business. If you liked us, if you really liked us, go check us out on Apple Podcast and give us a little review. Help some more people ignite their own influence by learning about how other people are finding influence in this world. And next week, we've got Lisa Point coming in. Lisa is a ball of fire. Boy, you think I'm a ball of fire? Wait till next week. I will see you on episode 124.